What's up, everyone? You're listening to episode 270 of the Membership Guys podcast. Today, we continue our trip into the archives as we pull out another fantastic episode from the vault from over the past few years of the Membership Guys podcast. Today, we're going back to episode 51, how to set boundaries with your members. You're listening to the Membership Guys podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here's your host, Mike Morrison. All right, so this week we are continuing our little journey into the archives as we pick out some of the best episodes from the past five years of the Membership Guys podcast. Yes, it's really been five years. It is crazy. And somehow, still finding things to talk about. However, unless you've been listening for all of that time, and unless you binge listen to the entire back catalogue, chances are you've missed some pretty important episodes. There's a lot of gold in that vault. So twice a year, we like to take a little trip back in time and handpick some episodes that we feel you should hear, whether it's because a particular subject has become especially pertinent, especially relevant, or maybe it's just been a long time since we've touched on particular key areas of the world of memberships. So last week we talked all about how to win back your lapsed and cancelled members and we discussed win back campaigns and how you should adjust your whole approach to cancellations. Today we're talking about something that does not get discussed enough, setting boundaries. And new membership site owners are often afraid that as soon as their member numbers start to increase, they're going to find themselves overrun by people clamoring for their attention. Every hour of their day will be spent fighting against the tide of emails with any semblance of a life they once had dragged to the depths with an inbox-sized weight tied to its ankle. Is it possible to walk the line between being accessible, contactable, and shutting people off completely. Now, a lot of what you see in the online business space and in entrepreneurship in general is this idea that you should be hustling, you should be constantly working, that taking time off or putting boundaries in place is a sign that you don't want it enough. But that's all nonsense for the sake of your own mental health and just physical health. And also for the sake of the help of your business, you need to have clear boundaries in place. Having a strategy that helps you to serve your members the way you want to serve them while also ensure that your time, your space and your life are respected is absolutely essential. And that's something we're going to dive into as we go back into the vault to episode 51, how to set boundaries with your members. First of all, it's important that you're not closing yourself off so that you're not asking or thinking about setting boundaries because you want to shut down, you want to protect yourself and guard yourself against your ravenous members. It's also important that you're not under the impression that running a membership shouldn't involve work. A membership still involves work, successful ones especially, but the good thing is it's work that's on your terms. Now, I'm sure that anyone listening to this podcast, you already know this stuff, right? But I had to get it out there. Your members 
will contact you. They will want to contact you. And any successful membership site owner will respond when they do. However, that's not to say that you can't set boundaries and that you can't be the one who sets the terms. After all, the beauty of the membership model is, as we said, the fact that while it is still work, it's work on your terms. So you get to shape things to how you want to work and how you want your membership to fit in with everything else you're doing, to fit in with your lifestyle and so on. Now, we've actually found that having more channels for the communication of our members within MemberSite Academy has actually reduced how much people contact us. So that may seem counterintuitive, but when you think about it, it actually makes sense. When people know that they don't have to try too hard to reach you, that takes the urgency out of the equation. They know that they can get in touch with you whenever they need to. And so it removes that whole notion, it removes that whole topic from their mind until they have a problem. Whereas when you make it difficult for people to get in touch with you, and it's noticeably difficult to get in touch with you, then that becomes more of a pressing issue. And there's almost a degree where people will reach out because they want to make sure that if something serious does happen, they can get a response. So it may be counterintuitive having more channels of communication open actually being a way of reducing how many inquiries and how many messages and stuff you're getting. But that's certainly what we find not just for our own site at membersiteacademy.com, but for a number of the successful membership site owners that we've worked with in the past too. Now, it is important and it is key, however, to establish some ground rules. If you have a contact form or if you're using your messaging app, then make it clear to people that it may take 12 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours, however long or whatever time frame suits you for you to respond to them. Nobody should be in a position where they send you a message through your contact form or through your support channels and they have no idea of when to expect a response because then they're waiting and they're counting down the time and they have no basis for expectations. They don't know whether it's unreasonable to expect a reply within an hour. They don't know whether waiting for 24 hours is actually taking a long time or whether it's the norm. So again, state this stuff, make it clear, establish those ground rules, those guidelines to go by. You could actually just use a ticketing system such as Zendesk for customer support and have it set to automatically respond to people just to let them know that their message has been received, to tell them how long it'll take, or even to suggest some general answers to the more common problems that might actually solve their issue and save you having to do the work. Consider also having some hours of operations for your membership and make them clear on your site so people know when you're available. Setting and managing expectations is good not just for you, but for your members too. 99.99999% of your members are going to be totally reasonable folks. But if you don't tell them that you don't work weekends or evenings, then they won't know that it's not cool to contact you then, or that they'll need to wait for a response if they do send you a message on a Sunday. Sometimes, however, you will get people using your various communication channels in ways that you don't want. And often, this will involve using them to contact you privately for advice. So it's important that you take time to channel those inquiries to the right place. So if somebody's asking you lots of specific questions and essentially they're just trying to get private consultation, then unless that's actually a part of their membership that they're paying for, it's down to you to channel those inquiries elsewhere. Don't be dismissive, don't be horrible about it, but 
be firm in the fact that actually your support email isn't a private channel for one-on-one consultation. It's not a workaround to getting some one-on-one time for you. So you need to channel those inquiries elsewhere. And more often than not, that'll be towards a community forum. So if somebody is sending you private messages, asking you specific questions, then you should be encouraging them to post those questions in the forums so that your community will benefit from the answer. This is kind of a polite way of reminding those people that you have an entire member base to serve and that while you are willing to answer any questions that your members have, they shouldn't be sending them to you privately. You can even go a step further and actually incorporate elements into your website, into your membership offering that are specifically designed to address certain needs in a more controlled, channeled manner. So for example, to avoid people randomly emailing you with questions, you might want to run a monthly questions and answers call where people can pre-submit their questions or ask questions live. That way, if somebody does send you a message privately, you can actually channel that inquiry by sending them to the form or to the section of your site where people pre-submit questions for the Q&A call. Again, this is setting boundaries, this is setting guidelines, it's setting expectations that if you do have random questions that you want a little bit more attention from the membership site owner, if you want them to go more in depth than they might do on the forum, then your opportunity to ask those questions is in our monthly Q&A call. And the way that you do that is X, Y, and Z. Similarly, if you're getting frequent requests from your members for you to give them direct personal feedback, perhaps you're teaching music and people want you to listen to them playing to see how they're progressing. Maybe you're running a membership based around branding or design and your members are contacting you, wanting you to assess their logos and give them tips and so on. You can actually take this as an opportunity to create an actual member feedback process and incorporate that into your membership offering. So in Instead of people sending you messages to get ad hoc feedback on what they're doing, you could actually have a feature of your membership where people can submit one item per month for feedback. You have a proper form that they fill in, some guidelines, some expectations around it. Or you can just go more general and just create a forum section that is specifically for feedback. So next time someone sends you that message, you can say, this is great, happy to provide feedback. What you'll need to do, however, is post it in this forum or what you'll need to do however is submit this through this form so that I can get all the information that I want and so I can provide you the right kind of structured feedback this benefits your members too because if you're dealing with stuff and it's all ad hoc and all of that you're not going to give these questions or these feedback requests the attention that they need so these are actually the the Q&A calls and the member feedback those are two things that we do in the member site academy and they work very well. So again, this isn't about cutting yourself off or refusing to interact with your community. It's about shaping that interaction in a way that not only works for you, but also works to the benefit of the community, your member base as a whole. If you're giving in-depth answers to questions in private, then you're actually doing a disservice to other members who may benefit from seeing that answer in a more public discussion. So keep that in mind when it comes to emphasizing these boundaries, managing expectations, and channeling any kind of communications you get from your members into the right place. 
Keeping a handle on expectations and boundaries, they'll help you keep things more organized and enable you to stay focused on all the other key areas and all the other key facets of running a successful membership site. All right, I hope you benefited from that little trip back into the vault. This is definitely something that doesn't get talked about enough. So much of what you see around business, around marketing, around memberships, online products, all that stuff focuses on getting sales, driving traffic, driving leads. However, if you are burning yourself out, then none of that stuff matters. Boundaries benefit everyone. Setting boundaries with your members isn't about cutting yourself off or refusing to interact with your community. It's about shaping your interactions in a way that works for you and for your member base as a whole. Because nobody wins if you lose. But when you're happy, it's pretty likely your members are going to be happy too. That is it for this week. Next week is our final trip into the archives. We're going to be talking all about audience building and in particular where to start when you're early in your journey and you're looking to start growing and building your following ahead of putting your membership plans into place. So if you are early on in that journey or if you just need a few little pointers, a few little tips to enhance your existing audience building efforts, you're going to want to tune in next week. That is it from me. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. See you then. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be, or whether your website's already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, step-by-step -step membership roadmap, exclusive member-only discount perks and tools, as well as our supportive, active community that will help you along the way with feedback, encouragement, and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.